She read, The second daughter of this king will marry a prince from the west. The girls were delighted and laughed and teased each other. But the youngest princess did not want to go near the table or to open the book. Her elder sisters, however, left her no peace, and will she nil she, they dragged her up to the table, and in fear and trembling she turned over the page and read, The youngest daughter of this king will be married to a pig from the north. Now if a thunderbolt had fallen upon her from heaven, it would not have frightened her more. She almost died of misery, and if her sisters had not held her up, she would have sunk to the ground and cut her head open. When she came out of the fainting fit into which she had fallen in her terror, her sisters tried to comfort her, saying, How could you believe such nonsense? When did it ever happen that a king's daughter married a pig? What a baby you are, said the other sister. Has not our father enough soldiers to protect you, even if the disgusting creature did come to woo you? The youngest princess would fain have let herself be convinced by her sister's words and have believed what they said. But her heart was heavy. Her thoughts kept turning to the book in which stood written that great happiness waited her sisters, but that a fate was in store for her such as had never before been known in the world. Besides, the thought weighed on her heart that she had been guilty of disobeying her father. She began to get quite ill, and in a few days she was so changed that it was difficult to recognize her. Formerly she had been rosy and merry. Now she was pale and nothing gave her any pleasure. She gave up playing with her sisters in the garden, ceased to gather flowers to put in her hair, and never sang when they were together at their spinning and sewing. In the meantime the king won a great victory, and having completely defeated and driven off the enemy, he hurried home to his daughters, to whom his thoughts had constantly turned. Everyone went out to meet him with cymbals and fifes and drums, and there was great rejoicing over his victorious return. The king's first act on reaching home was to thank heaven for the victory he had gained over his enemies who had risen against him. He then entered his palace, and the three princesses stepped forward to meet him. His joy was great when he saw that they were all well, for the youngest did her best not to appear sad. In spite of this, however, it was not long before the king noticed that his third daughter was getting very thin and sad-looking, and all of a sudden he felt as if a hot iron were entering his soul, for it flashed through his mind that she had disobeyed his word. He felt sure he was right, but to be quite certain he called his daughters to him, questioned them, and ordered them to speak the truth. They confessed everything, but took care not to say which had led the other two into temptation. The king was so distressed when he heard it that he was almost overcome by grief, but he took heart and tried to comfort his daughters who looked frightened to death. He saw that what had happened had happened, and that a thousand words would not alter matters by a hair's breadth.
Well, these events had almost been forgotten, when one fine day a prince from the east appeared at the court and asked the king for the hand of his eldest daughter. The king gladly gave his consent. A great wedding banquet was prepared, and after three days of feasting, the happy pair were accompanied to the frontier with much ceremony and rejoicing. After some time, the same thing befell the second daughter, who was wooed and won by a prince from the west. Now, when the young princess saw that everything fell out exactly as had been written in the book, she grew very sad. She refused to eat and would not put on her fine clothes nor go out walking, and declared she would rather die than become a laughing stock to the world. But the king would not allow her to do anything so wrong.